Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Welcome to Crunch Time. Delicious, crunchy, new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling. Werribee, Western and Footscray Nissan dealerships stock the all-new Nissan Navara Pro 4X. Built tough. We've come to the realisation that this footy club needed some fresh air from um, from 2022 onwards. It's, it's my view that the, the footy club needs, a, um, needs to... Uh, free itself from my shadow in a sense. It's a really strange day. I mean, I look over there at the players and everyone made the same level of eye contact today with disappointment and sadness and, you know, especially for this guy who's done so much for me. I have to say thank you to Clarko and I'm disappointed that we all end up here with a month to go, um, but I hope that we get the opportunity over the next over the next month to give Clarko what he deserves. This is a momentous moment in the life of the football club and we hope that as a result of the goodwill that's been shown by all parties, we now have clear air. And I say that in particular for the players who have, for the last two or three weeks, been confused, which is understandable, and we thank Clarko. We don't finish today because I think he's going to continue to coach us for the rest of this season, which we welcome, but it is the day on which we announce the change. No, I don't think we've misled the members. We've done what we thought was the best thing. We thought it would work. As it's turned out, it's caused a lot of confusion. No one's perfect. I accept responsibility for that. We adjust. Jeff Kennett's master plan collapses on an embarrassing day for Hawthorne. Alistair Clarkson jettisoned at the end of the season with a near full payout as Sam Mitchell is left to ride the bumps. The full ramifications up for debate. Always has got it. Gave it to Charlie Kernow. His first kick is from outside 50 and it's a goal. A monster goal for Charlie Kerno. Welcome back, Charlie. This for three out of three for Max King. This is the easiest shot so far. 15 metres out, goes bang, it's through again. And it's Mackay falling to his knees as he takes the chest mark. Here's the kick, it's his fourth goal and it's on the board now. Mackay puts it through. Martin gave it up to Walsh and he makes no mistake. The gun kicks Carlton's 14th. Nice kick, Murphy to Dow. Gets 60 metres from goal. Delivers to Mackay. Around he goes for his fifth. And he's just got it. The siren's about to sound. And so the Blues, what a difference a week makes as they turn around their form against the bottom of the ladder. Kangaroos and demolish St Kilda. Last week's game was, was really disappointing. And um, that's the difference between the really good sides and, and the teams that aren't there yet. And, and we're not there yet. The effort we put in last week wasn't up to it, but to the credit, the players responded. Um, they had some honest conversations throughout the week uh, together with the, the coaching staff. And 
And they came out tonight and responded. Now, our challenge is, is replicating that and um, finding that motivation, that internal drive to be the best that we can be ourselves and not be too caught up on, on what what it is or, or, or what the outside noise is saying is about being the best we can be every single week. And Carlton posts an emphatic primetime victory to ease the lumps of previous failure. What can the Blues take as a marker for the future and how does it impact David Teague's hold on the coaching job? This is the Round 20 edition of Crunch Time. As if there wasn't enough to talk about, it is chaos right now as Queensland has called snap lockdown from 4 o'clock cancelling all sport, including professional codes. The NRL and the AFL left to scramble, but there is little to be salvaged. So it's all up for discussion on Crunch Time. There was going to be a day where it happened and it was going to affect games. And Sam Edmund, today is that day. I never thought we'd get one on the actual day itself. And not too long ago, Jared, uh, the Chief Health Officer of Queensland, Jeanette Young, said four o'clock, Lockdown, snap for three days, and all sport, professional sport or otherwise, cannot take place in uh, in Queensland. So whether that be AFL, NRL, Q mass uncertainty for the AFL, for its clubs and the league. And at the end of the day, Jared, you're going to give us the detail here, but all three games scheduled for Queensland this weekend are off. Gold Coast, Melbourne this afternoon, Essendon, Sydney tonight, and GWS, Port Adelaide Sunday all won't happen. So here's what I know. The NRL lobbied furiously on a really short timeline but appear to have been thwarted by the Chief Health Officer, and there's an impending announcement that all NRL games will be called off as all of their competition is in Queensland right now, and thus the AFL runs in behind that, and those games that were scheduled for Metricon and the Gabba won't happen. The Lions are out. They are on their way to Tasmania and they have been accepted to land. Not before. They were stuck on the tarmac, dead still for a period of time, I'm told, Jared, before the call came through. Yes, you can go, but they're going under a revised and far more strict set of COVID rules now down to Tassie. So the Tasmanian Premier and Chief Health Officer are going to allow the Lions to land. This is the quote I was given. Melbourne got turned away in midair. From Melbourne to? Queensland? Yep. They are now bound for Perth, but the plane needs to refuel somewhere. This is Con Air style, Nicholas Cage. Con Air. So Melbourne won't land. Similar drama. Yep. Melbourne won't land on the Gold Coast. They will land in Perth. Unbelievable. And the plane will need to be refueled somewhere along the way. There's a VFL game, or there was, up in Queensland. It was Gold Coast Southport, nine minutes into the first quarter. Guys, get off the ground. The game's been cancelled. The status of other teams in Queensland is in flux, knowing that lockdown starts at four o'clock. Is the question that's been asked is, could the Giants fly out of Queensland and come to Melbourne, where Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide is based? Port is in Melbourne and clearly not going. Could the Giants get out and fly to Melbourne and play Port, at Port Adelaide tomorrow? The Suns in Melbourne is obviously not going to go ahead because the Demons are going to be in Perth. And then Essendon, Sydney tonight, is it possible to get them out? Is there a plane? Is there clearance to get them out before the four o'clock lockdown? So this is as this is happening in real time right now. The yep. conference call started at 11 o'clock. Yeah. 
No, everyone's on the phone hook up at the moment, Jared. The clubs, the AFL as well. Massive state of uncertainty, state of flux at the moment. As we said, we had it in the week of the games. We've had it in the, the days leading into the games. And here we are on the day of the game itself where a government and a chief health officer has announced a snap lockdown. You can't even imagine what it's like in there at the moment. Amazing. So the Hawthorne and the Lions will go ahead tomorrow in Tasmania. Brisbane granted clearance to land. Melbourne will land in Perth rather than on the Gold Coast. The plane needs to be refuelled along the way. And can the Giants get out potentially to play Port Adelaide in Melbourne tomorrow? So there's at least two games that can't be staged and in all likelihood three. And that is going to create complications. Justin Lepich, hello. Wow. Good morning, Jared. Bit going on, isn't there? Bit going on. <laughs> wow. Don't know if we'll talk much footy today by the sounds of things. There's a lot of the external stuff going on. It's crazy. Hopefully we get all the games away. That's that's madness. You had said to me one day, do you know what? There'll be a day where a team boards a plane heading for one destination and lands in another. Today is that day, Leper. I know, I know. And I, I'm a part-time clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you're going to get a million dollars next week. There you go. No, that may not happen. But if it does happen, geez, I'm going into that industry, that's for sure. <laughs> Craig Jennings, welcome. Great to be here, Jared. I, I wanted to say, Carlton have now won four of their last six, and last night was a great coaching performance by David Teague. But I understand we've got plenty of other things to talk about. And just one more thing, Gary Ayres, coach at Port, finishing up at Port Melbourne, and uh, he, he took me under his wings in, in my early days at Essendon and just one of the great people of footy. Well done, mate. Th- these are the one, two of the more remarkable days in footy with how everything is falling at once. So how disruptive is this, Justin Lepich, to the season? Uh, the AFL had just got the sterile corridor to Queensland yep. mm. and I either thought it or said it is, okay, that will ensure the rest of the home and away season. Boom, boom. Well, I guess the players are now so in tune to just just going with whatever happens, you know. But this is that next level again, where you're not even sure if your game's being played, you know, within a day of it happening. So it's it's really bizarre, really bizarre times we live in. We we know this can't last forever. There's got to be a point where. I guess we all have to start living and start, but when is that day going to come? I think we we're all probably asking that that question because it's not going to be this AFL season, but the concern is, is this going to keep dragging on to next year? Will we have some definitive answers and a pathway going forward? I would think for today's footy, so today is a really odd fixture. So 12-20 Ballarat. They were piled up on top of each other, weren't they? 1-15 um, Hobart. Yep. 3-10 Metricon, not happening. 4.15 MCG, 7.40 Gabba not happening. Is Surely there's a bit of a staggering to the day, isn't there? Collingwood West Coast surely becomes a night game at the MCG. There's yep. no one to inconvenience. There are no fans attending. Just so surely that slides but, backwards. But yeah, you can push them back a couple I of hours. I doubt there's any flexibility in Hobart because they, the teams had to fly in fly out. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine that time slot's been picked very specifically to get them in clear play and get out and having no contact with the community. In the game of Monopoly, the get-out-of-jail-free card is treasured, isn't it? And you're wise to keep it. Don't sell it for love or money. You keep it for when you need it the most, and that is the AFL's pre-finals buy. Gee, they were smart to hang on to that, despite some calls that perhaps, you know, it could be absorbed and, and such. This And we go into suspension, hold the season off a couple of weeks ago. Well, we're going to need that buy now, it would appear, because I'm not sure how these games and when these games are going to be made up, Jerry. And because there's a militancy around five-day breaks, is I doubt they have that flexibility as having lived the whole season under that mm. banner. 
Can you inflict it on a few clubs? And these keep in mind these are critical matches. Is Melbourne is fighting for top yeah. spot. Essendon is fighting tooth and nail to make the eight. So these are hardly disposable games. You're just playing wherever. And Sydney are on a run towards the top four. Not sure if the Ds have stopped for the refueling, but Max Gorn has just tweeted moments ago a photo of a sleeping Tom McDonald, and he's written underneath that he slept the whole way, should I tell him? <laughs> <laughs> he's very anal, Tom McDonald, so it's better to keep him asleep and wait till you get to the destination. So how critical is it to maintain equality so that there is an obvious scramble here yeah. but those teams are entitled to a fair run at a fair position on the ladder and not just be compromised in a desperate rush to get games on yeah it is finding that that balance one thing you can't i, I think the players I, I don't even know what fairness is this year to be honest jared in, in from where you play your home games through to um, the, the toll you've had to take compared to your position on one particular day, it's almost impossible to, to jumble all those numbers together and come out with what's fair and not. But you want to at least have an opportunity not to be um, – you want a, a decent amount of time between games, at least five days as a minimum, and that's only once. I would have thought then after that you want a regular gap comparable to your opposition. That's probably the big thing. And probably you both have a similar travel schedule. So you'd hate to do what Melbourne have done now, spend close to seven, eight hours in a plane, go to Perth who've just been in, let's say you're playing a West Coast team and they've just been in their own beds for the last two days. That's a, that is that is a complete disparagement in what's going on. So that's probably the only two things for me. Yeah, I think when you get inconvenienced, it might be a big factor. So if it's early in the year, you've got the rest of the year to get a rhythm to the season and really leading into finals, if you could manage it, you want a rhythm into the finals and Melbourne have just lost that, which is probably the first time this season that they have been inconvenienced. It's not the easiest game to reschedule because Melbourne are straight into quarantine when they arrive and it's yeah. a curious old quarantine at that, Sam. Very much so. So the seven-day period. Now, Joondalup Resort is the spacious facility just outside Perth that a lot of clubs have been using. Well, that's been booked. So Melbourne can't fit in there, all their players, all their officials. So they're going to a CBD hotel at last check. So far from ideal, confined to their hotel rooms, but they have been saved, Jared, uh, as you're alluding to, by one of their major sponsors, Red Bull, who have set up a fair old facility inside Optus Stadium's corporate suites there of basketball rings, table tennis tables, golf simulators, uh, video game consoles and the like. So at least when they get there, they'll be able to uh, spend most of their day at Optus Stadium. So I'm being told right now that the information is that teams will experience a buy over the next four weeks, but there are going to be games played in the pre-finals buy. So everyone will get a buy on the way to yep. September, but there are going to be that, that finals buy round will now not be a weekend off. There'll still be games to complete the home and away season. So the AFL has, they kept that as their emergency lever. It was yep. always a critical part to their strategy. If there was a day they got checkmated and today's the day they've hit checkmate so that you will play three, uh, four, where are we? There's four games left three and there's five some. weeks. So yep. after this round, you'll play, you'll have a bye Somewhere, the, in, the somewhere in that the four-week block. So you'll yep. have three games to play, most teams, across yep. a four-week block. But there will be games in the pre-finals by weekend now. So they're not going to push the finals back another week? They're just adamant nope. that they don't, don't want to do that at all? No. Nope. So uh, from what I understand, there is the last resort is to push the grand final by one week. Yep. And they, they will do that if necessary, but we're not there yet. So every team still gets a week off to freshen up. It's just it might not necessarily be the weekend 
on the way to your first final. So there'll be a group of clubs like the traditional bi-week structure mid-season that, that will have the week off in the run into finals. Yeah, so I imagine we'll have rounds where there are yep. six games and so that that last weekend won't just have two games on it. I suspect they'll ration them out to make sure that there are games across all the mm. time slots. So, yes, that 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 emergency lever of the pre-finals by has been pulled and clubs are being told that now. What a week. It reminds me day. of the importance. You are talking about Gorney, um, leper of the captains and the leaders in this time, what we learnt from last year, staying positive in all this disruption. And Gorney's clearly um, used yeah. his comedic genius, but that gives a big lift to the rest of his playing group, doesn't it, Leper, about, hey, this is okay, we're going to be fine, let's enjoy it and make sure we get our wins when the opportunity comes. I thought we'd talk for an hour on the Hawthorne scenario and <laughs> things have taken a twist. That's where we are right now on Crunch Time. So the Hawthorne scenario and last night, particularly for Carlton fans, having lived through the, the week of unrest and to get that performance last night, it's not to be glossed over. You're listening to Crunch Time for the Werribee Western and Footscray Nissan dealership. They stock the all-new Nissan Navara Pro 4X Built Tough. And for Red Rooster, delicious, crunchy, new fried chicken by Red Rooster available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling. Crunch time for Red Rooster. Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. New Navara at Werribee, Western and Footscray Nissan. I don't know if it'll be in coaching or, or, or out of coaching. I don't know if it's in the AFL or out of the AFL and I don't know if it's in Australia or out of Australia, but... I'm really excited about exploring that with my wife and my family and, and see where it takes me. Clark, just for your avoidance of doubt, are you contractually allowed to coach elsewhere next year? That's what you want to do for a this time. Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, I, I, I think I am. I need to, I need to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, listen, I, I, that would, that would all, all depend on, obviously, a, a money and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I, I, I think if I went back to the club and, and said, listen, uh, a fantastic offer's come up. Um, can would you allow me to take it? They'd, I think Jeff indicated that, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Would they stop me? I think the question came up, came to him about would I would they stop me from coaching Collingwood? And it's just like, well, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 not in, I'm not in that headspace. Alistair Clarkson is in play. How, what that looks like over a couple of years will be the source of much fascination. Uh, Sam, have you just spoken to someone at Melbourne? Just quickly, they've landed in Brisbane. So they're stuck on the tarmac, much like the Lions were moments ago. They're awaiting word too, Jared. So if they are going to Perth, they don't know about it yet. But clearly the plane will be uh, fueled up and I think they're going to be heading west because they're not playing in Queensland. Right. Um, I've just been sent a, uh, a link to a petition which has been uh, started by Always Hawthorne, so Hawks members, Jeff Kennett must resign as Hawthorne president. Jeff Kennett has been a consistently self-serving embarrassment to the Hawthorne Football Club. The mishandling of Alistair Clarkson's exit, one of the greatest, most influential coaches of all time, is the last straw. Jeff has to go, and on it goes. Uh, they are searching for a thousand signatures. They are up to seven hundred and fifty-seven in the update that I was sent. Justin Lepich, you're a newbie on our side of the fence. How did you take in yesterday's events? Oh, it's, it's very odd, isn't it? Um, I think we all, anyone that's been in Clubland, listened to Clarko and wanted to believe all of that, what was going to go on. But you also know you've got different people with different agendas at a footy club, and that's just the reality of it. Um, and it seems that the only three or four people that don't like Clarko are actually wear brown and gold somewhere in the Hawthorne hierarchy because we all think he's fantastic and a terrific coach and 
still got some energy to do the job. So, um, yeah, it's odd. It is a, a little bit odd. But I guess the ending's odd. But the bit I probably look at is, oh, d- did they treat him well enough as a person? And give it- Look, they want to celebrate his last four weeks, it seems, but it's almost a bit too late for me because the, the work done before probably shows you a little bit more. The way Hawthorne has treated Clarkson at the end is nothing short of shameful. And you can carve that up from any angle you like. It is shameful. And it is a deep embarrassment to the family club and it sits squarely with the president. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, we all, I don't think any one of us that played long careers that felt we deserved a nice exit, walk away and go, geez, I got everything I wanted because, you know, and in a lot of ways, the club is bigger than the individual. So we'll say that. But even knowing those two things, it wasn't done well. He he is a man that will probably have a statue at that place one day. So yeah, he, he deserves a bit more than that. Uh, and I think it was all, if you look back, it seems to be it was all built off the back of Collingwood's uh, coaching vacancy. So there was seemed to be no pre-talks before that in case this emergency scenario come up. Imagine if, you know, the AFL forget about COVID altogether and go, I'll just jump on a plane and have no other contingencies and then have to deal with the problem when it rolls. You, you have to plan ahead for these things. If they, And it seemed it was unplanned all the way through. So I think that's what created it is the lack of planning created all the problems. So this was always about politics and power and very little yeah. to do with football. Often and not, is. not since Steve Brax has someone quite so completely outmaneuvered Jeff Kennett as Alistair Clarkson did over the past four weeks. It's I just I'm still staggered. I'm still shocked when you boil it all down. What does it say to the coaching fraternity for a guy to be treated like this when he's won four premierships, he's been there seventeen years. Doesn't exactly scream, come and do my sort of job. I mean, they said succession plans don't work. They implemented one. Jeff Kennett called reports he'd be willing to pay at Clarkson's contract a quote-unquote complete fabrication. Now they're going to do that. Gee, they buggered it up. And uh, and ultimately, perhaps it was the player voice that spoke loudest at the end. Such was the mixed messaging that, that was filtering down. I'm in agreement. I can't comprehend any of this. It's like people at Hawthorne don't understand what good coaching looks like. And Alistair Clarkson is exactly that. But one of the grabs out of the Clarkson um, press conference really um, really stood out for me, and that is he's thinking about moving outside of Australia. And Lepper, you'll understand this. So every year he goes overseas and does a study tour, but he really immerses himself in an overseas sport. So as mm. one example, we might spend one day at St. Mary's College um, in, in their basketball program. He'll spend a whole week there. And, and what you learn when you do a lot of study tours is that Coaching is a transferable skill. You delegate the technical side of things. So the one exciting thing I feel about Clarko is I'd love him. I'd love to see him go overseas and work in an overseas sport. Yeah, well, put yourself in his shoes right now. So he's signed an agreement where he's going to get paid for next year. And what it sounds like to me, he's got a non-compete clause. So if he decides to go to another club, every dollar he earns at that club will come off Hawthorne's money. Um, that's fairly common in the industry. So if he goes, if he's got two options, if he's Let's throw around numbers for argument's sake. A million dollars that he's getting off Hawthorne. If the next club, given Softcap, only owes him, asks for seven hundred, for instance, he's working a full season and earning a million dollars anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's just where it comes from. So, what would you do? Would you think, well, take a year off after seven and years, freshen up, go to the states if you can, COVID, but and learn some things and maybe recharge himself for the following season, or would you go straight back into the furnace? at a new place and go again. So, I don't know. What would you do, Jared? We all dream of getting paid $900,000 to not work, don't we, Lefer? I, I once had six weeks of gardening leave. I've always thought, I hope that repeats one day. Well, you got your million dollars next week, remember? So, you've got that coming up. But, yeah, so to me, it, it makes sense that he oh, 
I'm only thinking from what I would do, Sam. What would you do? You'd, you'd take. So what you're saying? Take it. Because he said yesterday, I'm going to have a breather. I'm going to have a spell. I'm going to yeah. rest. But we take that with a. With yeah, a massive. but 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 when you think about what's happening in the background, if you think about it, he's getting paid anyway, and he gets yeah. an opportunity to refresh again. Mm for a year and have a go potentially at and another club it, next year. Exactly. Perhaps some more offers come in over the space of 12 yeah. months. So and, let me ask you this, though. Are Carlton and Collingwood duty-bound to ask? Can you die wondering this week, or do you have to find out for sure and certain whether he's in the market for you? I would have thought they've already asked. Yeah, I would have thought they'd know that answer before yesterday even because um, they've known what's been going rumbling in the background for weeks. So it'd be, I wouldn't have thought why they wouldn't have made that yeah, call, even um, not knowing what happened yesterday. I think it's even further. I think coaches that are coming out of contract the following year, those clubs will just start investigating what Clarkson's plans are uh, for next year as well. Yep. We hope he coaches again. So I, yeah. I, I deeply hope that he coaches again. I think one thing that um, knowing – I don't know Clarko really well, but I know a lot of people that know him really well. He is so invested in Hawthorne in this job. He would have. He, he was almost like – a one club player. When you talk about, it, he almost wanted to be that one club coach um, in essence. So that when you see that side of it, that's genuine. That that it is really him in the background. So it's a part of him that's almost going to be like um, he's almost feeling like he's going through a bit of a divorce, a bit of a not just a divorce from his job, but also the club he loved. So I think there's a bit of that too. So sometimes it's dangerous just to jump straight in to the next one as well when you might be doing some of that healing as well. So I'd be interested to see. Of course, we want him back in the game because he's. One of the best coaches we've ever had, but sometimes taking a break is the best thing you can do. Should the AFL call him? There's a um, spare seat there. I can yeah. picture him at AFL House. Some, some smart Alex would say he's probably been doing it remotely anyway. But Imagine what the hole in the ball rule would look like, Sam. Do you reckon he'd just uh, throw the cat amongst the pigeons if he came in in there? It is a good discussion, though, mm. because you can impact football in broader ways than just being a coach by going into management positions. So, um, But my thing is, I love serial winning coaches. So you were coached by one leper. Lee Matthews can take a winning formula for one club and put it into another club. So I'd love to see him coach another club. And also, he's probably one of the few coaches with four premierships that will feel like he's got a point to prove because although he's loyal to Hawthorne at the moment, he's so competitive. I can see him going to another club and really wanting to prove them wrong. Mm. Or maybe it's just Jeff Kennett. To try, to try to measure Kennett's failure on this front is the one thing you can't do if you try this manoeuvre is damage the new bloke coming in. And they have damaged Sam Mitchell on the way in. Oh, by his own confession, he said he wasn't ready. So this puts enormous pressure on Sam Mitchell now. And they're gonna would they look to a mentor to put around him an experienced someone who's been there at the coalface now to bring into Hawthorne to help him along? Well, we had this conversation on Tuesday a little bit about um, it might have actually been last week on Crunch Time about um, Hawthorne, how they were the club that everyone wanted to go to, players and coaches alike. And what tends to happen now is. If you are the main, the best coach out there or the best assistant out there or the best player there, do you want to go to Hawthorne right now? So, yes, you can recruit in some of those experiences, but you might get the third or fourth best. You may not get the first best you want because they're sitting back going, oh, what is going on in the background there? Is Jeff, oh, is he really hard work? What's the CEO like? Oh, he hasn't come out of this very well. I don't really know his name much. What is he about? So all those things start to get talked about in management circles and media and you know, so they go, and then you ask the question, what's this club like? And it's like, oh, geez, I just hold on them for a second, you know. So you don't want, ever want to be that club that has a little bit of that stinky smell about it. Unfortunately, that's the reality of it.
And for Sam Mitchell, I feel like it's a real missed opportunity because, one, he misses that honeymoon period that all coaches get as they come in. And also, he could have spent the, the next 12 months analysing 18 football clubs and all their game styles and working out which coaches that he wanted to poach from other clubs. So I feel a real missed opportunity for him with Clarkson leaving. It stirs up memories of uh, Richard Garvey, the predecessor of Jeff Kennett, before Jeff came back. And um, I think Caroline Wilson referenced the, the Kennett um, grab from 2017 when he came back in. Of course, he appointed the CEO, Tracy Gordry, lasted five months, and Richard Garvey felt the need to stand down or resign off the back of that. And uh, I think Jeff Kennett at the time called it uh, a noble act that he has made selflessly in the club's best interest. Yes, well, Kennett's three pillars are he lectures rival clubs on fiscal responsibility, Mm. he pontificates on the responsibilities of leadership, and he castigates the AFL on issues of governance. Mm. And he's failed on all three pillars. It's a $900,000 payout to a staff member who won't be there. His bombastic leadership, despite everybody telling him that this wouldn't work from the chief executive down, he continued on because he felt he knew better than everybody else. And from a governance perspective, he left his club hemorrhaging yesterday and he's damaged the successor on the way in. So his three pillars... That, that he writes about endlessly and that he has pitched his whole persona around, he failed against all three of them. Does he survive it? Well, that he should reflect on what he believes in and what he has always put forward across this weekend. And the first question is for him to answer and then those on the outside, whether anyone's got the courage to do it because Kennett is such a, a powerful figure and there's a there's a cost to these things that you have to be able to wear personally. But this really sits with Jeff across this weekend. And if he's honest with himself, then there should be another press conference on Monday. One thing I've known about teams, and I've been lucky enough to be part of some really good teams, some really good dynasty, so to speak. So Hawthorne's coming out of that dynasty right now. The one danger when you've gone through to become the super elite and and the, really the 1% of the competition is people thinking that I'm I'm pretty good. You know, I am the reason why we're good. You know, I can make and I don't need that. I don't you know, I don't I don't need I could just get another one because I'm the I'm half the reason. You believe your own press and you believe that I mean, realistically in life, we watch the 100 meter final in say sprinting. They're only a quarter of a second better than the next person, but we as media Make them feel like they're a thousand times better than the next person. When in reality, you're not just not just that much better. So the worst thing you can do is think, oh, and it seems to me in this occasion, that's okay. You know, I'm, I've I've been the president through really good times. You know, you know, Clarko was good, but we'll get someone else. So the worst thing you can do is go through that system because what you can do then is you can go, yeah, yeah, no, we had a really good player, but that's okay. We'll just pick another one. And you don't realise that Mitchell, Hodge, Lewis, you can't replace those guys. So you've got to now have a new set of realisation, new, new realism. I thought the Lions struggled with that under Vossi's time because the realisation was, no, we win. we're the club that wins every year. And when we don't, we just set high standards. But there's nothing, no real meat behind that. So sometimes you've got to lower your standards a little bit. I shouldn't say that, but also understand where you're at more so as a footy club. We are gearing up for a big day of footy for Dometic. Fuel your adventure with Dometic's outdoor drinkware. Not quite as big a day as it was going to be because there are games being postponed in Queensland with the snap lockdown that has been announced. And just on that, Essendon trying to fly out today, Jared, as you speculated upon before four o'clock, before the state grinds to a halt there, and they're headed for Melbourne as well. So there is a window of opportunity potentially to get clubs out 
And if Essendon gets out, I doubt they're the only ones. Um, so this is all happening right now. There are conference calls all over the place that almost everyone in footy is involved with. Caleb Dressel's just broken the world record in the 100 metres butterfly. Uh, the American with his second gold medal after the 100 metres freestyle. Matthew Temple of Australia was just outside the medals. The 200 metres backstroke, Emily Seabom and Kaylee McEwen are about to swim. Um Let's check in with Paul Sebastiani. Yes, uh, for Bet Deluxe, lockdown special run second to fifth every day. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Paul, we could ask what odds some of these games going ahead, but just give us the odds for the games that are happening. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of madness this morning, isn't it? We've still, still got a handful of games, though. The Doggies and the Crows. The Doggies, your dollar nine short price favourites against the Crows, who are the $7.60 favourite. My pay to back the Doggies at the line in that game at the uh, minus 37.5, dollar $1.85 for the uh, plus 37.5 in that game as well. Geelong, $1.13 to defeat North Melbourne at $6.10. It's been a good go for Geelong there in the line set at 36.5, so $1.90. Each of two that way, and then West Coast a dollar sixty six favourite against Collingwood at two dollars and twenty four cents in their respective match as well. And uh, while well, we're returning to the Valley as well this weekend, Jared uh, Mooney Valley racing the Harrison Cup race seven at Mooney Valley today. Well, you'd be shock horror that Jamie Carr's got the favourite in this one. Smoke and Romans two dollars and twenty cents best back runner on the day. That's race seven number five at Mooney Valley in the Harrison Cup. Smoke and Romans at two dollars and twenty cents. So. Even though there's been a bit of fixture changing, we've still still got a handful of games on today, Jerry. That, that'll excite us. Paul, thank you. Bet Deluxe, serious betting for serious punters. Download the new Bet Deluxe app today. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. It is an early start today in Ballarat. We presume that that's exactly what's going on. The Bulldogs and the Crows. So this is a truncated edition of Crunch Time. Uh, the all This is all for Dometic. Always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. I will talk the Blues win over the Saints last night next. You're listening to Crunch Time for the Werribee Western and Footscray Nissan dealerships. They stock the all-new Nissan Navara Pro 4X built tough. And of course for Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. Crunch Time for Red Rooster. Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants. New Navara at Werribee Western and Footscray Nissan. Who needs a rev for Harley Heaven. The Harley Davidson Pan America is coming to Harley Heaven in Melbourne, Dandenong and Ringwood. Visit harleyheaven.com.au for details. I think the Carlton community might be pretty revved up this morning for Harley Heaven. Still your home for Harley Davidson during lockdown, harleyheaven.com.au. I will just check, Kaylee McEwen has just won the 200 metres backstroke coming from behind at there with 50 to swim right over the top. And in one of the most sentimental medals I can remember, Emily Seabom at her fourth games has won a bronze medal. So first and third for the Aussies in the 200 metres backstroke final. That is 10 gold medals. There's Ariane Titmus in the 800 against Katie Ledecky. There's a medley relay mixed, which is going to be one of the great fascinations of the game. So there's still a couple of chances. There's a, a sailor out on the water at the moment who's going to bank gold for Australia. So these are the most wonderful games. And Kaylee McEwen, that was something to behold. We're, we're totally on standby at the moment for how many teams can the AFL get out of Queensland before 4 o'clock. Um, and that's going to develop 
over the next uh, hour or so. So we'll keep tabs there. There's a very real chance that Port and the Giants play in Melbourne tomorrow. Yeah. And the rest of them up in Queensland might just be on the tarmac hitchhiking at the moment, just trying to get out of there, trying I, to get a plane, any plane. I wonder how full the Melbourne plane is. Mm. Could someone bunk in with them and catch the and hitchhike to Perth? Hitchhike to Perth. How many rooms have they got booked in? <laughs> they can't get into June. I could run all. They could run all day with that. And um, Carlton last night. So yeah. we sat together last week, Lepper, the third quarter, and they paid for it all week. Internally and externally. Don't yep. miss the internal part. I know there's a fixation on what gets said externally, but I think Eddie Betts and Jacob Wiedering gave us a really clear picture of just how fierce it was. What did you see last night? Well, I saw they got back to what they were doing the previous three or four weeks before that. I mean, we, we talked about um, just purely the numbers from the, the North Melbourne game the week before. The previous three weeks before that, they gave up around three goals a game from their back half. And that North Melbourne game, they gave up nine nine goals three. So there you go, in one game. And then last night again, three goals again from their back half. So they tidied up their defence again. So if you just want to look at purely on why was that one game so horrible, they literally defended terribly. Like they, they literally, The things they were working on and doing really well all fell apart. So what do you say? Is that a blip in the radar? Is that the, the start of something bad and something to come? Well, it showed they turned it around pretty quick and, and got it on track. So I don't know how you grade a coach. Uh, Jeno, I don't know how everyone grades them to be perfectly honest. Because like Clarko, it gets graded by people that have never really done the job before, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, so it's an interesting. It's it's good for David Teague anyway. Yeah, I think it was a great coaching performance. And you were talking about the way they defended, and I thought strategically. Uh, we spoke yesterday, Jared, about setting up with a forward line three two one in a pyramid triangle formation, mm-hmm. and what that means is for Carlton they had three forwards really high blocking the corridor. So you think about how fast St Kilda can move the footy. Carlton had three players protecting that, and the one in the pyramid is McKay deep, isolating St Kilda defenders one-on-one, gave them really good looks, allowed them to be really accurate. I thought the most important thing was something we spoke about, Jared. that every time the ball crossed the D50 arc for Carlton, you wanted to see Carlton outnumber. So those forwards getting high allowed the mids and wings to get deep, back deep in defence, and every time the ball crossed that arc... Uh, Carlton had an extra two to three players in their back 50, um, which really dried up the St Kilda scoring. But in the first uh, five, ten minutes of the game, what I saw in forward 50 for Carlton that I haven't seen enough is immense pressure and none more so than someone like Martin, who wasn't getting many touches, but every time St Kilda got the footy, he laid a tackle and put that player on the deck. And I think those type of things send a real message to the opposition that we're here to play. So what it does prove, Lepper, is Carlton can defend. They just need to choose to do it. Yeah, one thing, the week before, two weeks ago, let's say, let's go back to the Collingwood game. Watching that game, it was like, geez, they've got a lot of extra numbers in their defensive 50. They're getting back really well. And then we fast forward to the North Melbourne game. North Melbourne had outnumbered at times plus two in their own forward 50. Yeah, it's it's just, oh, you never have your own outnumber in your own forward 50. It's just never happens, and it was just consistently happening. So their whole defensive system was completely out of whack. But again, you're right, last night they started to go back to that a little bit, and, it was, and they set the ground up, we call it. They set the ground up a little bit better, and when you set the ground up well, players can then just play. Yeah, And it's also an energy to that. It's no point just getting in your back 50 and standing there and not defending, but they were flying back on turnovers, getting to good spots. Yep. And Wiedering was able to get some intercept marks off the back of the fact that there was players crowding his opponent and then he can read the play. So it was just a really good coaching performance, I thought, to turn that club around in seven days. They've won four of their last six. So if you forget about all the review and everything going on that's really disrupted their season, 
they're in about the spot that I presume they'd be in around yep. a you know a, a game from the eight. So still half, a month to go. Half a game out of the eight, Gerard. That's crazy to think. I half did the ladder predictor, and they can actually win the flag. <laughs> I, 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 sat, I got my, I got crazy. two cousins, St Kilda and Carlton supporters, and I get in that chat and I egg them on, oh, both yeah, of them. And, and so I just did the ladder predictor and got Carlton to win the flag. Oh. And it's, it's possible. They need a lot going their way, I must say. They did it without a recognised ruckman, and they might have to do that for some time to come. So Tom DeConning, who was obviously uh, spent the whole second quarter on the bench, he was eventually taken to hospital to get checked out after Mark Murphy was subbed on. They're pretty tight-lipped about this. Obviously concerned any time you go to get uh, checked out, I suppose, during the, the course of a game, there is a concern there. Mark Pitt now probably missed the rest of the season with his, uh, with his ankle. So Jack Silvani, a line-out of performance in the ruck last night. It, this is, I think, the most awkward phase of a coach's tenure where David Teague is sort of left to lobby for his own job. Mm. And it really, you have to be careful that it doesn't get to this position, but Carlton enacted their review because they didn't want to waste too much time. So we'll only know in hindsight whether those in charge have already made their decision on mm. Teague. But I always I feel this is a desperate part when you're left there on your own to say, I'm still the guy yep. without anyone to rally around you. I, I don't know if you live that letter, yeah, but a, a I, little I bit. don't like that. Yeah, phase. I think the job of a this is where you say, why do you need support around you? And this is, and Sam Mitchell, he's got to look at things like this too. When you have a Neil Baum around you, when you have a Gabby Allen, those sort, Jeff Walsh, those sorts of people, they control the board. They, that's mm. exactly what happens. They 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 don't let that you know because boards are basically supporters that have got lots of money, right? So you've got to, they get as upset as any supporter that stands behind the goal with a flogger, yeah. So you have to treat them a little bit like that at times and say to them, no, look at the numbers. You know business. You understand business. You're all successful people. Look at what he's done. They're four and two the last week. Stop it. Go away. Just focus on getting us money. Getting us a better football department. This is what we need, A, B, and C, and support David for crying out loud. That's what a strong guy will do at that level. And that does David need that now? Does it is it is David okay and they need maybe someone like that to come in and settle the place down a little bit? Because you can't have too many meek and mild people around the administration of a footy club as well. Titmus is stalking Ledecky at the halfway mark of the 800. The American has a lead of about three quarters of a body length, and this is her specialty event. So uh, an intriguing four minutes about to unfold. Throughout the season, we'll be counting down the most unbelievable moments in footy history for Furphy refreshing ale unbelievably. And with the Crows front and square on a Saturday afternoon, the mind is drawn to a certain Darren Jarman. Some space for Ellen alongside the centre circle. Up Rhodes, smart, from behind, up and go, five for the half. German gets to Connell. Connell inside 50. Belt at the wards for four. Jarman there with him with Zilla. Jarman again, round the body. That'll do. Oh, that will do. Furphy unbelievable, Darren. Furphy unbelievable moments. Furphy refreshing ale, unbelievable. Just a word on St Kilda. That's pretty ordinary last night. Yeah, the stew was watery, wasn't it? <laughs> Not a lot of meat in it. <laughs> we, we did say they were like a nice warm hearty stew, but last night they just yeah, didn't put enough ingredient in there, did they? Yeah, I think um, against West Coast, they really pour around the footy between the arcs in terms of their stoppage and contest work. And I think Carlton really cleaned them up in that spot again last night, which would be disappointing. The other thing, you've also called them the coal miners, I think. Yes. And they're coal miners who can't kick. So some of their turnovers are horrendous and it's really hard to defend a scoreboard when you get three or four goals down really quickly like they did. Hey, Sam, 
there are enough planes to get all teams out of Queensland this afternoon. By four, yes. And it is possible that every game will get played tomorrow. Okay, so the official press release from the AFL has just come out only saying that those three games we have mentioned in Queensland have been postponed. And Travis Old is quoted as saying these games will be rescheduled to be played at a time to be confirmed. So it's entirely possible a Super Sunday, but the AFL has already said they are happy to use the uh, pre-finals by to stagger things across the last four weeks of the season. Stand by. Everybody at the airport in Queensland, get out. You're listening to Crunch Time for the Werribee Western and Footscray Nissan dealerships. Stock the all-new Nissan Navara Pro 4X, built tough. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.